0: Good morning everybody. My name is Andrew Bowles, I'm the senior minister at St Marks, it's great to be with you. Following on from our conversation about uh, the beggars in Cambodia and what they need, we're thinking uh, about this story of the beggar and the lame man in Acts chapter 3. One of the things I've noticed in churches over the years as I have uh, been part of small groups and other discussions is there is an abiding fascination that people have with this question of how are we to respond to people who ask us for money in this direct way that you might, someone on the street asking you. Um, when it comes up, it tends to overtake any other discussion that we're having as we get deep into the ethics of it and what it means for us and why we do it or how you do it or why not and all the rest of those questions that are asked. And one of the, I think the reason why that happens, and this might happen today, it may be after the service, you all want to have a chat about do we give money uh, to those on the street, I think the reason why we want to do that is because that particular issue is a very confronting and concrete experience for us of need, direct in our faces. And particularly in a country like Australia, we often don't see need directly. It's hidden away from us. But here's one where it's right in front of us, asking us for a response. So it is good that we frame uh, our conversation today with that, because this is the issue that raises to, uh, comes up today in this story, and we see how the apostles responded. So we're continuing today our series on the book of Acts. We're talking about, calling it Go With the Spirit. And we're thinking about the question as we read this book of Acts, how did the early Christians, these first followers of Jesus, actually experience their life uh, as followers of Jesus? How, what was it like for them and how did they go about things? And we've heard and thought about how the early church saw their life together as a partnership. So a partnership with the Holy Spirit working in their midst, a partnership with Jesus, who is their risen Lord, and a partnership with each other, working to fulfill his purpose and mission in the world. And so the book of Acts is actually about the acts. It's about the things that people did, driven by this partnership with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and so all the, all the things that happened come out of that. And with these people were driven, we can see, by the fact that they did understand Jesus was with them. He was with them in heaven, before God. And the Holy Spirit was in their midst, the earthly presence of the Holy Spirit was driving them out into the world to do the things that they did. And so we're thinking about how we enter into that experience as well, and what does that mean for us as Christians today. So today we had this story, which we've uh, thought about from a few different angles, about the Apostle Peter and John uh, on the street meeting a lame man and responding to his need out of this experience of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that as we look at this today, it's an illustration actually of the situation that we are all in as we need to receive and to give the presence of the Holy Spirit. So I'd invite us to think about the characters in this story, firstly, to put ourselves in the place of the beggar or the lame man and also then we're going to think about ourselves in the place of the apostles and their experience as well because I think both of these characters speak to us. So we think first about the beggar or the man who was lame from birth. We know a bit about him from this story that he had since, since he was born not been able to walk and that had shaped his entire life. Uh, He was a beggar, as um, Bethany reminded us, in these cultures there was no other way for him to make his living, there was no welfare. And so he relied on other people to support him by giving him money. And also we hear carrying carrying him to the gate, he must have had friends or family members who put him in this place every day so that he could beg for, uh, for the money he needed. And I imagine that by this stage in his life he was probably quite resigned to the situation that he was in and used to the fact that this is how his life was going to be. So, this is a change, something happens that day though, because he encounters the apostles. So he's out there doing his normal work and he gets Peter's attention, and as he ordinarily would, would ask this man for money. But that's not what he gets. He gets a lot more than that, actually. We know what he receives in in return for his question is healing. His legs are healed. He receives the ability to walk and to move again and also a renewed faith and hope in God. In this encounter. So the, this man, the big image in this story is he moves from someone who is lame to someone who can walk. So if you read the passage, if you saw as Anton went through, there are a repeated emphasis on the fact that this man can now walk. He's walking, he's jumping, he's going to, he's a man who can now walk. That's how he's talked about. Um, and I think this is a symbol of what's happened for him. It's not just that he can walk but it's actually that he's moved from this life of paralysis where nothing can change for him to now he can move, he can get out, he can move forward. And I think in the context of the book of Acts, it's a symbol of what God is doing through Jesus in the world. Uh, His people Israel and the world around us are able now to move out of our paralysis and to move again in the spirit and to move forward in God's plans. And so this man is like a picture of that experience. He's the man who can walk. And Peter explains to the crowd in this sermon at at uh, Solomon's Colonnade, try saying that uh, three times (laughs) fast, Um, he explains what's happened, this this man is a symbol of the resurrection power of Jesus, Jesus' name has healed him through faith and this is his plan for the world. So this man is actually a picture of the work of Christ in the world now. So I want us to identify ourselves for a little with this character. Uh, we may not necessarily be in his life experience, but I think he actually speaks to our experience as we come to Jesus and as we think about the work of the Holy Spirit. Because I think when it comes to the work of the Holy Spirit, when it comes to encountering Jesus, all of us actually, in some sense, are like, just like this lame man, uh, just like this beggar. Uh, I think particularly as we go on through life, we do start to get become defined as he was, by the things that hold us back and the limitations that life has given us. So there are things that many of us might have even carried from birth as he did, or things that have, have, have trapped us in various ways of behaviour. So we're defined by the hurts that we carry, fit the family we were born into, the spiritual matters that happened in that time. And the things that actually make us feel that we are lame or we can't move forward. And I think that it's not just a physical experience, it's a spiritual and emotional one as well. And the reality is that as we go on, we learn, like he did, to accommodate our life to those re- lives to those realities and to shape the way that we respond to life by that, by the hurts that we've had and the things that we want to avoid reflecting on. And so this man had a repetitive life. Every day he would go out to the gate and sit and wait and ask. This is what his uh, lameness had shaped. And we can do the same thing repetitive behaviours, ways that we actually shape our lives to get the things that we think that we need. To fill the needs that life has given us. So that might be self-medication in various kinds, There might be relationships that are repetitively entered into, that might be a, an endless search for achievement that's going to fill the need that we have and make us feel like we can move forward. And so I think we all know this experience that he has. And if we're honest, all of us are beggars in some respect and if we are we can be aware of our emptiness that we are paralyzed in some respects and we actually need healing like he did he did and so healing is what this man really wanted not money money only did something for the day but what he really wanted was something that could change his situation if you look at the new testament the word healing is actually the same word as the word for salvation uh, you might have, in the Greek, or, or in many respects, to be healed or to be saved are the same thing. And so the the, the, the apostles reveal to this man that what he is actually looking for is not just healing for his legs, it's not just a change of his situation, he's actually looking for salvation and a new change of his life to encounter the spirit of God and to be changed. And so this is why Peter preaches the way he does. He, does. he says, this man has actually encountered the author of life, he says. He is being filled with the spirit he can walk again he can be saved and he can be healed this is what this man receives and so that's the experience that I think when you come to God when you come to uh, Jesus in the spirit that's what we experience we're looking for that healing and that salvation to be changed by him and that's an actually a, a challenging perspective um, Prospect. I imagine it was actually quite painful for this man who'd never walked before to go around walking and leaping. You know, you know, imagine how you feel after your legs have been, you know, gone to sleep for a while. Imagine if you haven't for 40 years never walked. It might have hurt him, but he was still very joyful to do it. But it was a change to learn to do something he'd never done. And the reality is if the spirit does start to work in your life and if Jesus does encounter you to heal you and to save you, he might call you to do things that are painful as you learn to unwind the hurts and wounds of the past. But that's what it means to be saved and to account the power of Jesus and his joy. And so I think I want us just to see as we read this story today that we are this lame man learning to walk with the spirit and to go with him. So let's think about the apostles though and their situation, Peter and John. And I think they do speak to us and surprisingly they might actually be more challenging to us. Um, than the lame man when we think about ourselves in the role in the place that they were in because I think to some extent we're all familiar with the position that the lame man was in we know what it's like to be sick or we know what it's like to want healing or to want some change in our life and to ask God for that that's a situation we're sort of familiar with but the experience of the of the apostles actually challenges us with the question what is it like to be full what is it like to have what God has given us? What is it like to actually have something to give? And it's a bit different to what we might assume it to be like. What, is it like. what does it mean to have the presence of the Holy Spirit and to be able to give it to others who ask? And how can we respond to the need around us when, we, when, it's, when we're confronted by it? And that's what the apostles uh, show us. So Peter and John just going about their business they're on their way to pray it says and their attention is grabbed by this lame man and the big question that is in their interaction with him is what actually do they have to give him because the obvious answer is what are you going to give this guy money that's what he wants he wants to get by day to day that's what he's expecting them uh, to offer but peter You know, very honestly, we know he's a fisherman, so he probably didn't have a lot of money. So in verse 6, he says to him, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. What does he have to give him? He actually has healing through the name of Jesus Christ is what he offers. But Peter is very keen to tell people that it's not actually something that he really had to give of his own. What he had to give is something that's been given to him. So the sermon uh, later, he draws attention to this fact that what he gave was something that wasn't really his uh, at all. So he says to the people, why do you stare at us as if by our own power and godliness we made this man walk? Why do you stare at us as though it was we who actually gave him anything at all? What they've given him is only what's been given them by Jesus the presence of the Holy Spirit. And Peter and John are really saying, look, we would just happen to be there. We are vessels of the Holy Spirit. We're conducting his presence and power. And that's what actually changed this, life's, this man's life. That's what was given to him. So in a sense, the disciples don't really have anything to give except the fact that Jesus is with them and that's all they need. And I think that is challenging to us if we reflect on what it might mean for us to be in the same situation. And it's challenging to us because particularly... Western world and in the church in the Western world, our spirituality is a spirituality where silver and gold and the things that silver and gold represents is very prominent. Um, We want the things that show that we have power, uh, the ability to give out of our own self to be strong, to be uh, full of uh, some ability to change. You know, often people do uh, seek the, the presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives and we're asking for the Spirit to be with us. But when we do that, what we're asking is for the gifts of the Spirit or the sense of having some power or some experience uh, that makes us different. That actually, it's my, I, I, want my, I want my ability to do things to be increased. I would like my um, power, my influence and... Um, yeah, to be increased and that's a temptation that we see often throughout the church and later on in Acts chapter 8 the disciples encounter Simon the magician who basically would like them to give him the ability to heal people by and he's ready to pay for it and I think that's a temptation for us to desire gifts from the spirit to desire power and resources to display uh, the thing the, our power and to change the world around us I want to be filled so that I have the power to change and it's very common to focus on people's talents and skills and the charisma and the energy and effectiveness of, of someone. And that, and that indicates the fact that they're closer to God and particularly our leaders. Uh, we want them to be these people who have everything to give out of themselves. And that can uh, lead a lot of, to a lot of hard work being done. People building themselves up to help others. So that's, that, that, that's why I think the, the, the disciples are saying that's not actually what's going on. The, what the apostles know is that it's not their own self that they're giving to this man. They're not giving anything out of their own resources. It's not that they're particularly smart or they're great at public speaking or they have a great charisma or they're intelligent or strategically apt or all the things that um, we think might uh, qualify you to be an apostle. They actually know from their experience they are the same as this layman, except for the fact that Jesus is working through them and they have the presence of the Spirit in their lives. And so if we think about what it, what it's like to be the apostles, what it's like is to be people who are also know that we're empty but relying on God to fill us in the same way. So the application, I think, uh, for us about this is, again, as we're thinking about uh, going with the Spirit, what does this um, story show to us? The church, to be a member of the church, to be a Christian, is to be someone who's a partner with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, as a community as well, individually. And in the church is only one kind of person. So the beggars and the apostles are not different kinds of people. We're all the same people and we're all, we're all actually beggars. All of us are lame from birth. All of us actually need healing and salvation. All of us need uh, to, to receive from God the, th- the gifts that he gives. You know, some of us have been walking probably for a longer time, so we've gotten used to, you know, moving forward, but uh, we're all still learning to walk. One day, hopefully, this lame man could offer to others what had been offered to him he drove, as he drew close to Jesus. And there are lots of people around who have wonderful gifts, experience, intelligence, and all the gifts of the world, but that's not actually what we're called to give to the world those are not the fundamental things that we offer the world our money as well all those things and it can be a trap to think that that's what we do need to offer the world what we can give to them is my abilities my uh, my gifts my power because that's a pathway that we know from church history leads to abuse and failure and burnout and discouragement uh, from people who don't understand what it means to give the spirit so the question is for us as we follow this path or as we walk along hopefully jumping and praising God. Um, are we always in touch with our need for God like the lame man was? And are we, you know, saying, I, I, I need this? Are we asking for what we really need? And if we're walking along as the apostles did, do, what grabs our attention? What are the needs that we actually see that God puts in front of us? Because that's um, important to know too. And if that's the case, do we know what we have to offer to the world? What can we give? The primary thing, the only thing really that the apostles could offer is us is Jesus himself and is the spirit working in us. We offer the world our witness of Jesus and his presence in our lives and that the spirit will work through us. And I think to be, I think that's actually a liberating message, I hope. Um, there's a lot of tired people around. I see a lot of tiredness <laughs> in the church. You're looking wonderful this morning. But... Um, I'm tired, you're tired. It's been a, it's, we, we all understand we actually don't have a lot left, maybe, after the last 12 months. It's almost 12 months since we entered into this journey of lockdown. And we're all seeking restoration. We're all a bit lame and you know, finding it a bit hard to walk. And so it's great to hear that we're not actually expected uh, to run under our own steam or to, you know, let's get back together, let's get going, let's drum up our gifts and strength and ability and power, and do all the things that we, should, we think we should be doing our goal our hope is to be filled with the spirit and recognize how empty we are without that and to seek god again because that's only that's all that we have to give so i want to finish with that thought and just with the word that jesus gave to the uh, the crowd in matthew chapter 5 verse 3 to 6 speaking to them uh, the, the beatitudes about what it means to experience god so jesus said blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Amen.